Well, here we go again. Ron Johnson was back on Meet the Press on Sunday. It's round two between Wisconsin's senior U.S. Senator and Meet the Press host Chuck Todd. The last time NBC's political director interviewed Senator Johnson back in October about President Trump and Ukraine, it produced a lot of fireworks. It was a battle. It was confrontational, and and Ron Johnson sort of made a name for himself as uh, one of Trump's biggest defenders now. When I heard Johnson was going to be on the show again, I thought, oh boy, what's going to happen now? The rematch of the century! (laughs) But he was uh, more Wisconsin and nice this time. He found his Wisconsin pants. <laughs> Not his big boy pants, his you Wisconsin pants. You couldn't see what he was wearing uh, below the belt there. I bet, he was... I bet he's wearing like sweatpants or like shorts or something underneath that. This Sunday impeachment showdown. But he will come to order. Hearings begin with new revelations tying President Trump closer to events in Ukraine. My guest this morning, two senators who traveled together to Ukraine while military aid was withheld. Democrat Chris Murphy of Connecticut and Republican Ron Johnson of Wisconsin. I know you're in your home there in Oshkosh. Uh, so, Senator, welcome back to Meet the Press. Uh, good morning, Chuck. They made no direct reference to their previous skirmish. In a way, I think there's a big gotcha here where Meet the Press, I wonder if they invited him on, I assume so. And gotcha him at the end. Yeah, he kind of got gotcha and we're going to talk about that today on Center Stage, the Wisconsin State Journal's political podcast From the Sensible Center of Wisconsin Politics, I'm Scott Milford. I'm the editorial page editor for the State Journal. And I'm Phil Hands. I'm the editorial cartoonist for the Wisconsin State Journal. We are half of the State Journal editorial board. The better looking half. Just at the outset here, let's credit... Chuck Todd. He knows how to say Oshkosh, or he was coached to say it. That's right. He yeah. said it correctly. Yeah, Oshkosh. And he said, I think he said Wisconsin right, too. Did he? Yeah, Wisconsin? Didn't yeah. say Westconsin. Let me just start with your reaction to what the president tweeted about Ambassador Yovanovitch uh, on Friday. Uh, good morning, Chuck. Well, you know, I thought it was kind of interesting when President Trump was leaving the White House, going to Atlanta, and people were talking about his behavior. He said, you know, my behavior is caused by, by you. You know, the, the constant torment, I mean, the, the investigation. So, you know, listen, I, I, I would prefer he not uh, pr- you know, provide that type of tweet. But, you know, my, my concern, and l- let me start out with something else here, Chuck, because I, I don't want to argue every point. I don't want to argue every point that you make because that would be not the point of television. You know, what he starts off here, which is a giant eye roller for me, he is apparently agreeing with Trump. That Trump's bad behavior is all because of you people in the media who keep harassing him and questioning him all it's, the time. It's, it's like a t- it's like a five year old who blames his tantrums on somebody else. On his nanny. On his yeah, or his sister. <laughs> it's my sister's fault. It it just typifies how to me how much Trump has corrupted the Republican Party where Trump's always the victim now. Oh, yeah. And then you have people like Ron Johnson, who is a pull-yourself-up-by-your-bootstraps kind of Republican. Take personal responsibility. Personal responsibility. And it's like, first question, pretty simple question, what would you think about Trump tweeting while this witness was talking, this diplomat? And he goes right to, oh, it's not Trump's fault. The reason why Trump's acting out is because he's being bullied by the Democrats. Yeah, he's just, and he's this victim. Ah, it just drives me nuts. 
The victimization of the Republican Party by Trump. They love to pl- pretend like everybody else is playing the victim card all the time, but Republicans are... Trump is the number one offender of playing the victim card. As Americans, we all share the same goal. We, we want a safe, prosperous, secure America. We're compassionate. We care about each other. And generally... Generally, we, we solve our political differences at the ballot box, right. not in the streets or through impeachment. And I think that is really, the, the, as we talked the other day, that's the divide that is, is tearing this country apart. And that's what I'm primarily concerned about. I do like that he sort of equates the constitutionally mandated way of removing a president from office with like riots and lawlessness in the streets. I also like the reference to, as we talked the other day. I, I assume that's a reference to their uh, verbal food fight yeah. from a month ago. As we talked, air quotes, the other yeah, day. Yeah, that wasn't much of a talk. Well, I want to get you to react to something that the ambassador said, um, uh, about, particularly about what Rudy Giuliani was doing. Take a listen to her testimony. I um, obviously don't dispute that the president has the right to um, to withdraw an ambassador at, at, at any time for any reason. Um, but what I do wonder is why it was necessary to smear my reputation. It's a fair question for her to ask. Sure it is. And again, I, I have no problem with the, uh, the ambassador. I, she hosted me when I was over, made one of my trips over there. But, you know, one thing I want to point out is the damage that's being done to our country through this entire impeachment process. You know, it's, it's going to be very difficult for future presidents to, to have a candid conversation with the world leader because now we've set the precedent of leaking transcripts. It's going to, you know, the, the weakening of executive privilege is not good. And, and by the way, those individuals that leaked this, you know, if, if their interest was a stronger relationship with Ukraine, they didn't accomplish this. Having this all come out into public has weakened that relationship, is, has exposed things that didn't need to be exposed. This was sort of the big headline off of this interview it was Ron Johnson saying that this whistleblower exchange, this whistleblower report exposed things that didn't need to be exposed. And he's right. I think that presidents in the future are going to be very careful about what they say. They may not be as candid when they're talking to leaders from other countries, but that's because Trump's administration is just leaked like a sieve. Yeah, because his staff doesn't trust him to do the right thing. And so they, they, they're they all looking for out for their own hides. The whistleblower never would have exposed anything, I suspect, if Trump hadn't been trying to do something that was wrong, which was specifically naming a political rival, wanting a foreign power to investigate that political rival, Biden and his son, and implying that a trip to the White House and money for the Ukrainian military was at stake. At money that Johnson worked really hard to actually get to the Ukrainian military, too. I mean, this yeah, was- he wanted this to happen and Trump was stopping it, which is why Johnson called the president and says he confronted him on it. Johnson's going to end up being a key figure in this whole impeachment debacle because, I, I, you know, he was kind of the point person on Ukraine, I think, in the Senate. You know, when, when I was in Ukraine with Senator Murphy, one of the points I was trying to make is, as we left that meeting, let's try and minimize this. Let's talk about this is a timing difference in terms of funding. Senator Murphy's on the Appropriations Committee. We will restore the funding. I came back and I talked to Senator Durbin. He offered an amendment. That same day, the, res- the funding was released. So this would have been far better off if we would have just taken care of this behind the scenes. We have two branches of government. Okay. Most people, All most right. people wanted to support Ukraine. Then- we were trying to convince President Trump. And so the whole, I mean, again, I, I, I listened to the Washington Post article lionizing this whistleblower. Listen, if the whistleblower's goal is to improve 
our relationship with Ukraine, he utterly or she you, utterly right. failed. I think it's good that we that we're learning what the president was trying to do behind the scenes. From Johnson's perspective, he's saying, would our relationship with Ukraine be better right now if none of this had come out? And he's probably right that, yes, it would be better right now. But that's ignoring why all this came out, which is because of the president's shenanigans. Yeah. I think that this ambassador being removed by the president, what this speaks to, you know, like the president's always welcome to remove anybody he wants, but it sounds like the president was getting bad information from Rudy Giuliani and his stooges who were currently sitting in jail cells that this ambassador was was not was bad news, you know? And and what what kind of worries me is that these crooks that are that are that are buddies with Giuliani, I mean, who are who are sitting in jail cells, they were able to convince the president to get rid of this ambassador, and I don't know what their end end game was, what their goal was in all of this. I think that's something that's uh, needs to come out at some point. On the one hand, I feel sorry for Ron Johnson having to try to come up with some reason to defend the president, no matter what. Yeah. On the other hand, he cannot seem to say anything negative about the president when obviously he doesn't agree with a lot of what the president is doing. There is a great moment from the the impeachment hearings from last week. I don't remember whose testimony it was, but one of the Republicans was saying, why isn't the whistleblower here? This, he's the person that started all of this. And the Democrat, an, an, a Democrat came in and was like, I'm happy to have Donald Trump come sit down and talk to us. He's the one who actually started all of this. Where is the whistleblower? I think Trump's been tweeting that and making that a big deal. But, you know, the whistleblower, as we've said before, everything the whistleblower said. It's been uh, confirmed by transcripts. That the White House itself released. Yeah. Some of these questions that Chuck Todd lays out, he's like, well, isn't that a legitimate question for her to ask? Why did she need to be tarred and feathered by the president rather than just dismissed? And... On a couple questions in this interview, there's just sort of a long pause, and then let me talk Johnson's about something else. Like, yeah, well, okay, sure, but let's go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah with the conversation. That's sort of political spin 101. Like, yeah. I'm going to acknowledge that you've said something. I don't have a good answer for it, so I'm going to talk about what I'd like to talk about now. Yeah, but unlike the last time around, he's not talking over Chuck Todd. What are you talking about? And vice versa. <laughs> there's a couple times in this interview where Johnson's like, "Oh, go ahead. I'll let you. I'll let, you, I'll, I'll let you ask your question." I am glad that Ron Johnson right away goes back on the show. I mean, my impression is that didn't go all that well for him. Maybe with his some of his base and with Trump, Maybe his last loved, appearance People on might have loved that, Scott. That might be just what people wanted. But if they did love it, then why isn't he doing it again? He's, he's not going after Chuck Todd this time. He's only got like he s- did. He's from Wisconsin, so he only has so many mean bones in his body. Okay, so it's DNA. It's DNA. <laughs> He's not from Michigan like me, you know, where you're just born to be a jerk. And, and, and let me, again, uh, let me take that let me, part of. Go ahead. Let me pick up on what you said there about all this going public, because you actually raise an interesting question about this. Why was the president so insistent that President Zelensky had to be public about announcing an investigation? And I ask that because, you know, one of the foundations of due process in this country is actually not to publicly announce who you're investigating because you may be investigating somebody who's innocent. And yet the president wanted Ukraine to violate one of our great um, uh, protections in the rule of law and publicly announce an investigation regardless of whether there's guilt or not. Why did he want to go public? I'm not sure that's the case. I I certainly understand that President Trump wanted to find out what was happening in 2016 and how how did this false uh, narrative about 
Russian collusion with his campaign occurred. That I know, because that's from my firsthand testimony. What I also know is when I, when I sprung that on President Trump in my August 31st phone call, he completely denied there was any kind of, any kind of arrangement that Ukraine had to do something before he'd release that funding. And this is what has not been reported from that phone call. At the tail end, it was a pretty long phone call. We talked about a bunch of other things, but at the very end, he, he wrapped it up by saying, Ron, I, I got a, a hurricane I have to deal with, but I hear what you're saying. We're reviewing this. I think mm -hmm. you're going to like my decision. So he's already leaning toward providing that funding on August 31st. My, my guess is that if it, this never would have been exposed, that funding would have been restored, and our relationship with Ukraine would be far better off than it is today. Because we all know that government works best behind the scenes and not in the public eye, right? That's when the best government stuff gets made. You can argue that with foreign affairs, sometimes you want to keep things hush-hush, I suppose. But It's nice that he's so honest about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is very transparent about his desire for things to be remain secret. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Again, you, you seem to say that, that you seem to blame this on everybody but the president. It was the president's actions. I'm not blaming anybody, Chuck. Well, you are. You're blaming everybody else for the reason we're in this situation other than the president's. Isn't the president's own behavior, which raised all of these yellow and red flags, isn't that why we're here? Again, I'm sympathetic with President Trump as he's been tormented from the day after his, his election. You know, quick little quote from the, the lawyer of the whistleblower. This is 10 days after his inauguration. Coup has started. First of many steps. Rebellion. Impeachment will follow ultimately. Now, if this whistleblower was, you know, to be, is to be lionized by yeah. the Washington Post, maybe we ought to take a look at, you know, who he hired. You know, he could have hired an unbiased officer of the court. He instead he hired Mark Zayed who said coup has started, first many steps, impeachment will follow ultimately. Now, Senator, again, okay. that's not an unbiased uh, officer of the court. So there's something going on here, Chuck. That's my point. Chuck Todd asks a really good question there, which Ron Johnson doesn't answer. Yeah, he turned it around on Ron Johnson there. Johnson's saying we should keep more of this secret. And then Chuck Todd's basically saying, well, if that's the case, why did the president insist that the beginnings of launching an investigation against someone start, become public? Start with the public announcement they were doing that. There was never any interest interest in an investigation, just an announcement of investigation. I, mean, I don't think I don't think there's any interest in getting to the bottom of anything, just announcing that there was going to be investigation into the Bidens. Increasingly in the testimony uh, in the ongoing impeachment hearings here, that's what it appears Trump was after more than every, anything, was something to talk about against Biden, who at the time was leading yeah. in the Democratic primary. He's not really leading anymore, at least not in Iowa. And there's evidence that like Ukraine had scheduled an interview on CNN to announce these investigations, which, because the funding was released, the, the announcement about the investigations never happened. I mean, you could argue that all of this has already had its intended effect, which is to hurt Joe Biden. Oh, yeah. I mean, Joe Biden is down in the polls. He had been leading. Now, maybe some of that would have happened anyway, and maybe a lot of it's related to how he's doing at the debates, as opposed to him being tied into Ukraine. But certainly... His involvement in Ukraine and his son over there making money in Ukraine, there are some Democrats, I think, who would just as soon dispense with all of that you know, and not just have it as, oh, now we're going to have to defend that. As somebody who is really interested in this impeachment hearing and, and thinks the president probably did some wrong stuff here, I also think that it's good to know about what's going on with, with the Bidens in Ukraine. It is despicable that you're the vice president and you're going to let your son take a really cushy job on the board of a oil or gas company that we all know is corrupt. Well, his son is not a toddler. I mean, he doesn't really get to tell his son what to do. 
Well, you get to, I mean, if you're vice president, you can say, no, I'm the vice president dealing with this country. You can't take a job on that board. He could have said that. He yes. could have said and that. That's what I would say if I was yeah. the vice president. I would have said, no, you can't do that. You're pretty hard on your kid, though. I am pretty hard on my kid. <laughs> yeah, Ron Johnson doesn't realize it yet, but he has just teed up Chuck Todd's big question. Oh, yeah. He- <laughs> because he's basically saying that this whistleblower has now hired an attorney who back after Trump was elected, was already talking about impeachment. Not the whistleblower himself, but a lawyer that the whistleblower has now hired. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that there's sort of this this Republican line of attack that because some Democrats have been talking about impeachment for forever, the president clearly cannot have committed any crimes. <laughs> I mean, that's sort of what their argument is now, right? Well, I mean, they've always been after him for impeachment. So, so whatever he did here didn't actually happen because it's just a witch hunt. But then Chuck Todd kind of turned the tables on that one. He did, yeah. Now let me ask you this: You brought it. You're the one that brought up this idea that impeachment was something that the left wanted to do immediately. I'm, I'm going to quote from you, sir. November first, 2016. You're asked about Hillary Clinton. And you said this, before the election, she purposely circumvented the law. This was willful concealment and destruction. I would say yes, high crime or misdemeanor. You were saying, talking about impeachment before that election with Hillary Clinton. How should I not, how should viewers not look at what you're doing here and you're just reacting as a partisan that if Trump were a Democrat, you'd be ready to convict him? Gotcha. First of all, understand that's before an election. I'm trying to hammer out the political differences before an election. And, and by the way, I, I completely agree with that. I mean, I, 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 we've been investigating the whole Hillary Clinton email scandal, uh, the, ex, the exoneration of her. You know, that was not an investigation to really dig, dig out the truth. It was So you think it was legit German to advocate court. impeachment before the election? You're, you're criticizing uh, Democrats for advocating impeachment I, I never, days after you'd, the you'd inauguration. Ask, you, 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 you'd have to listen to the question. I don't think I said impeachment right there at all. Chuck. So again, no, I was just pointing out what Hillary Clinton had done, and I was hoping that people would not elect her, and they didn't. And that's, I think, one of the main reasons that uh, she was not elected is what she did with that private server. In Ron Johnson's defense, he never said impeachment. He was talking about other high crimes and misdemeanors. (laughs) If you're impugning somebody for talking about impeachment after the election, well, how about before? (laughs) Why shouldn't viewers assume that you're looking at President Trump through a Republican lens here because you were already much tougher, ready to, go to, ready to go to impeachment on Hillary Clinton with no evidence that anything that happened with that server somehow got into foreigners' hands when we actually had evidence regarding what happened at the DNC. So I guess what I suggest, Chuck, is I got a letter last night from uh, Representative Jordan and Nunez asking for basically my telling of events. I'll be working on that today. But, you know, but Chuck, go, going back to we are a divided nation. I am highly concerned about that. I know you okay. are as well. We need to start understanding the other person's perspective, and that's what's not happening right now. He actually makes an incredible point at the end where nobody's bothering to try and understand other people's view- viewpoints on these issues. This is the way we, I'd like people to talk on a more regular basis. In this appearance on Meet the Press, this is more the Ron Johnson demeanor that we expect. That we've seen in, in person A little more before. dignified, respectful, but he's still basically just defending the president up and down. I mean, he didn't even grant really an inch on anything that Trump had done that he thought was wrong. I mean, don't we know, have information about all the Trump kids using their email servers too in this exact same way that Hillary was doing it? I mean, the hypocrisy of of saying what Hillary did was impeachable before the election 
and saying there's no there there with with Trump. Clearly, it's just ridiculous. There certainly are people who used to call for George Bush to be impeached, Barack, Barack Obama to be impeached. I mean, it's, it's kind of an endless thing. But Ever since Bill Clinton, every president has been called to be impeached. By a certain segment. But that doesn't necessarily mean that this is just a similar situation to that. Everything Trump does is a completely new situation. When Bill Clinton was impeached, he sat down and gave testimony under oath for hours. And that's what he ended up getting impeached on was lying under oath. When is Trump going to sit down and talk to people under oath about what's going on? Never. Never, because he'll lie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he lies all the time. Yeah. And he's going to I mean, if we if we put him under oath on the Senate on, on the on the House floor, he'd lie his pants off. You know what his behavior is? It is inexcusable. Ron Johnson, that behavior is inexcusable. And he he spent the entire interview just excusing his behavior. I think there's a couple somewhat legitimate defenses that Republicans could have for Ooh, what are these defenses? For Trump. One is incompetency. That's you That's know, the, that, well he's good at that. Yeah, which is he doesn't he's know the, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. They didn't fill these positions. He talks and about one thing one day and another thing the next it's day. It's hyperbole and it's fine. It's not like it's actual policy. Yeah, kind of like, oh, that's just Trump. Yeah. Um, you can either he say is, it in a positive way, oh, that's just Trump. Like, gosh darn it, don't we get a kick out of him. That's just Trump. Or you can say, look, the guy doesn't know what he's doing, so you can't you can't punish him for that. He is the best at being incompetent. Yeah. The other argument would be, yes, this was wrong. He never should have asked for an investigation of a political opponent from a foreign leader, but... We're not going to impeach him over that. There's an election coming up. Yeah. Let's respect the voters. I think I think a lot of voters are are uh, open to that response. I think that's a yeah. better I think that's a better response. It would even be better still if they'd censure him, if they would say I, I almost think that might be the best route here is to say this is wrong, Mr. President. So do not urge, especially publicly <laughs> or privately, any other countries to investigate the Democrats. Yeah. Stop doing it. We're censoring you now. If you do it again, then we'll go to impeachment. Yeah, I think that's probably the most that would probably be the best way forward for the Democrats at this point in terms of strategy. And in the meantime, hopefully the American voters have had enough of this just constant turmoil reality TV show that has become our White House and our politics. Yeah. Ron Johnson apparently hasn't had no, enough. Ron, Ron Johnson loves it. I don't know. He just doesn't seem... He doesn't seem the type to me that if you sat him down to watch an episode of The Apprentice, yeah. that he would like it. He just doesn't strike me as a reality TV fan. But he's putting up with and defending a reality TV presidency. Yeah. Well, as as never Trumper Jonah Goldberg said at a recent talk on campus that I actually attended, which was which was really last week, which was really great and entertaining. But he said one of the things he hates the most is dealing with these conservatives who he's known and respected for years who will badmouth the president in the green room and talk about how horrible things are going. And then as soon as that red light live on air button goes mm -hmm. on on the TV camera, they just sing the president's praises all day long. And I think that's what Ron Johnson's doing today. I will say that this, this Sunday's cartoon was actually sort of uh, 
It was almost a little bit. Uh, I, was, I was sort of seeing the future on. Yeah, this. it was a little prophetic. I almost changed it after what happened. Actually, I was thinking maybe I should. But I did this cartoon that had you know Trump watching the impeachment hearing, saying, "Boring. This would be so much better if I was on this show." And his legal team behind him worrying that, oh my God, he wants to go testify. Which we can't ex- let him do that. Which is exactly what Trump did Friday morning, as he started tweeting about the. And it made the. He made the, the impeachment hearings all about him again that day. You know. It does seem like he'd love to be in there. And then actually, uh, over the weekend, Nancy Pelosi invited him. Apparently, he said he's very open to testifying in writing. Because uh, yeah. he's such a good writer, I imagine. Our house band is Tube Tester. To subscribe to the Wisconsin State Journal's digital edition and support more than 40 journalists in our newsroom, go to madison.com slash subscribe now.